You can be seated tonight just for a few moments. As we just keep this attitude and this mindset of worship in this house. Because right now in this room, we say, Holy Spirit, move when you have your way. Something has to break. Oh, tear down every lie. Set the wrong thing right. Because when you have your way, something has to break. Oh, something has to break. Right now in your name, something has to break. Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break. Sing it now. Believe you lead me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break. Something has to break. Right now in your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the now. Lord, I thank you for the very present help that you are right now. Amen. Amen. Well, here we are, January 21st, 2022. Most of you, if not all of you, under the sound of my voice, these first 21 days have in some way been in a time of personal consecration and separation, a time of prayer, a time of worship, a time of self-examining. Every one of you know how that looks on a personal level. And I can say that you have probably encountered some difficulty in these first 21 days. Whether it be distractions or unexpected events, or whether it would have been simply hunger pains and your mind playing tricks on you, or some way, shape, or form, you would say that I have been challenged or I have been fault these first 21 days. But tonight, for a few moments, I'm going to deposit into you that the importance of what men and women of faith have done across this globe the first 21 days of this year, and some are continuing on in some manner or fashion, 
for the first several days of this year, I will tell you tonight that it cannot be overstated of the importance and the impact that what the church is doing in this moment is getting ready to cause and have on this planet. But not only on this planet, but as well as the heavenlies. Please hear me very clearly tonight. Not only is there things been broken off of people in the earthly realm, but in the heavenly realm, there is things been freed up that the enemy has held captive for the people of God for years. And there is getting ready to be an influx of the anointing and of the power of God that's coming to his church. The church is getting ready to step into a place of glory that she has never known before. Now, I'm thankful and I will celebrate that which has happened before us and up to this point. And I look and I read often of men and women, of their sacrifice and what they did. But I can tell you that the reason that they experienced what they did throughout history is because all of them had one thing in common, and it is something that the church is now got in common with them on a level that we have never really experienced before. And that is this. Every generation made room for him. And right now there is a remnant of people that is at the beginning of this year has began to make room for him. But I have good news that every time throughout history that men have made room for him, what they did not realize was they was making room for their miracle. And on this Friday evening, I just simply come to tell some of you, if not all of you, that you need to get ready for the unexpected that God is getting ready to do. There, this is not hype, but this is uh, profoundly by the Holy Spirit tonight because throughout the Bible, we see that our God is a God of miracles. Now, I'm going to give you a sermonette tonight, but I want you to hear what the Lord is saying. From the beginning to the end of the pages of Scripture, it tells us in great detail of countless miracles that was experienced by individuals as well as by nations. Please notice with me tonight, however, many of those miracles would not have taken place if men and women had not responded and by faith moved in some manner. Those of you under the sound of my voice tonight in this building as well as joining us by way of live stream tonight, many of you have responded by faith from the commission that was given by the leadership of this house as well as by the leadership of other houses of worship by men and women of God that was moved on by God to call a solemn assembly at the beginning of this year. And we found that by faith you began to move Move in some manner. We see when men have moved in this manner that it is pleasing to the Lord and he often brings about unexpected things into their realm. 
It is no different in the following story that I want to give you tonight. If you have your Bible, 2 Kings chapter number 4. 2 Kings chapter number 4, verse number 8 through verse number 17. I am going to read this in, in your hearing. You are probably familiar with this story, but let us revisit it so that I can deposit into you what God would have us to hear tonight for just a couple of moments. We know that we're talking about the man of God, the prophet of God, Elisha. And we find that in this passage of scripture, something unique begins to take place. And it says, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where there was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually, let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came there, and he turned into the chamber, and he lie there." And he said to his servant, Gehazi, call this Shumanite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto her, say now unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all of this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. Interpreted like this, I don't need anything. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And his servant answered, she hath no child and her husband is old. So then Elisha said, call her again. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Notice with me, we know very little about the lady in this story. However, it does appear that she was a lady of means as well as she was someone that was given to hospitality. But more importantly, we see that after she had invited Elisha to come to eat, and it is obvious in Scripture that this is something that began to be a normal routine. When he would come through their city, come through their town, he would turn in there and he would begin to eat. But after a few visits, she began to realize that there was something unique and special and different about this man. And we find that it moved her in such a manner that in the scripture that we read together, in verse number 10, we find that she's having a conversation with her husband, and this is what she says. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick, and it shall be that when Elisha comes to us that he will turn in thither. And according to scripture, we see that is exactly what they did. But little did they know that they was making room for their miracle. 
Notice, due to their willingness to prepare a place for Elisha to not just turn in, but so that he might dwell with them, they were actually creating a place for God himself to step into and abide as well. Once this chamber was built, we see it was fully furnished for Elisha so he could have a dwelling place. As I mentioned already briefly, there was a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. The bed was a place for him to experience rest. A table was a place for food and study, a place where strength could be restored and could be increased. We find also that the stool was there because it gave him a place to sit. But you must understand the original form. When you take this word stool back to its original place, that word simply means throne. She was creating a throne for him to sit on. But then we find the candlestick was, was the source of illumination for the room. I tell you these things because we see after Elisha has entered into this chamber that was built specifically for him, he is overwhelmed with the expression of love that he has encountered. And we find in verse 13, after he's talked to his servant, and he knows this because of the language barrier that was there, he simply says, why is it that you have been so careful and kind to us? And she says this, I'm asking for nothing in return when he says, what can I do for you? But after looking, he then turns to his servant again and says, what can be done for her? And that's when we find that she is barren and her husband is old. And then he says, call for her again. And this time we see she's standing in the door. And he simply says, According to the time of life, you're going to embrace a son. I stand before you today to tell you the story and to speak the word of the Lord over you today. God has given me. I want to remind you of the following. Psalms 34, verse 15 through verse 19. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. You say, why is that important? What we have done at the beginning of this year is build a chamber on a wall for him to have a dwelling place this year. As his eyes have been upon you, I believe he has scanned your life and he has asked the question, what might I do for them in this season? Here is what I am hearing in my spirit at this time as we get ready to end a time of prayer and fasting. I have called you to stand in the doorway and to not only hear my voice, but by faith receive my word. We find that in this story, this Shumanite woman had the same issue that Sarah had. 
When the angel of the Lord came and said, you are going to bring forth a son, she laughed. She could not comprehend what God was saying. She heard it, but she had a hard time receiving it. Listen, we have heard so much stuff in our life, uh, it's sometimes hard to process uh, and do what is required of us. Listen, as I shared in our devotion last night, uh, I began to realize uh, that every time that when you get into a place where you're exiting out of a time of prayer and fasting uh, or or immediately after, the enemy begins to come and bombard you and say, well, that really didn't profit anything. Uh, You just thought that you was going to change something. It's not really going to be any different than what it was before. But I got to tell somebody in this room, you got to stand in the doorway and not just hear, but by faith, you're going to have to receive what thus saith the Lord. I got to tell you today that the Lord is using the office of the prophet in this time in history to bring you to a place, not just of warning, but to a place of exhortation because God's not done yet Uh, and there is some things that's been barren (coughs) that's about to give life Uh, there's some things that the world said it's over uh, but God says I'm about to step in and bring newness to it Uh, notice this Shumanite woman said I'm going to make room for him Uh, I'm not expecting anything Uh, I believe some people went into prayer and fasting and said I'm going to make room for him Uh, it'll be all right if he does but I'm not expecting anything Uh, but can I tell you uh, from a prophetic voice this evening uh, you need to hear God said there's something coming I I know it may be hard to process but over these last 21 days uh, we have labored and we have built uh, and now we are in the process on this Friday evening Uh, what you don't realize you're doing in the spirit realm uh, is you're carrying in furniture Uh, we're moving in the bed Uh, we're moving in the table Uh, we're moving in the stool Uh, and we're bringing in the candlestick uh, because he's about to not just come and eat bread on Sunday morning in your life uh, but he's about to take up residence uh, and when he begins to abide there uh, he begins to look around and he sees what's been built uh, and he says if I'm going to be here uh, if I'm going to take habitation here uh, I've got to release some miracle uh, because uh, when you make room uh, miracles always follow I got to tell somebody this this evening uh, you're stepping into your miracle season There has been portals created in these first 21 days uh, by the people of God uh, who has given themselves over to the will of God in this season. Please hear me. Those who have been in personal consecration and sacrifice has created a place where power can be released. That's why I'm standing here tonight and telling you that it's never going to be the same as it's always been. This is not something we do occasionally, but he's calling us to live this lifestyle. Notice with me, that which has been taking place at the beginning of this year is creating a place where power can be released upon the earth in regions that have been desolate. But God is saying now, I am going to allow new life to come because they have made room for me. Now, hear me. Anytime 
Tell your neighbor, anytime. Anytime that was weak, tell your neighbor, anytime. Anytime a man or a woman makes room for God, there is something that begins to happen. Notice what the prophet Isaiah writes, and I'm getting ready to close, and we're going to pray together tonight. Notice what the prophet Isaiah writes concerning the Lord's fast. Isaiah 58 is considered to be called the fasting chapter. Dealing with the nation of Israel, the Lord begins to give a rebuke to them because they said, well, we're fasting. We're doing this and we're doing that. And he says, listen, you're doing all of these things, but you fasted for yourself. You didn't fast unto me. And he brings, a, brings a, an awareness to them and he says this, is not this the fast that I have chosen? Verse 6 and 7. To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor, that thou art cast out of thy house? And, and, and listen, he goes on and says, When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. What are you saying is when you make room for others, he says, you're making room for me. And when you're making room for me, I want to show you how God responds. Isaiah 58, verse 8 through 12. Then, tell your neighbor, say then. Or it could be interpreted now, in this very moment. Then, when you do those things, when you fast in the right motive, with the right heart, and the right spirit, when you're doing what God says to do concerning him, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy sword to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday, and the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places thou shalt rise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repair of the breach the restore of the past to dwell in. Somebody Somebody ought to give God praise right there uh, because can I tell you uh, this thing is about to get better uh, than it's ever been uh, because uh, when we come out of this thing uh, God is getting ready to bring about the miracle working power uh, and the anointing of a last day church uh, there is latter rain that's about to fall uh, there is increase coming Listen, uh, some of you are about to be like a watered garden, uh, meaning you're about to bloom like you've never bloomed. Uh, you're about to be refreshed like you've never been refreshed. Uh, you're about to walk with power uh, that you never knew of. Uh, there is joy unspeakable uh, and full of glory uh, that's about to come to the church. Uh, you can sit on me on Friday night if you want to. I don't care. Uh, but I've been alone with Jesus, uh, and I don't know what's going on around you. Uh, but I come to tell you that my God is still bigger. Uh, he is still more than able. Uh, I'm going to preach it uh, from the housetop and tell you uh, that God is still moving in the present. 
You say you don't have to be that excited preacher. What you don't understand uh, is I've just got the chamber built. Uh, I've just moved in the furniture uh, and my miracle uh, is coming. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I feel something moving in here. Uh, I'm pregnated by the spirit. Uh, there's a generation uh, about to be birthed. Uh, somebody ought to give him praise. Y'all just might as well get over it because he's about to make fat my bones. He's about to restore some things that the enemy said would never exist again. They that shall be of these shall build the old waste places. Listen. They used to sing, I'm working on a building, working on a building, working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building. It's a Holy Ghost building. Anybody remember that? See, we're not done building. We're getting ready to build something that the world said you'd never build again. We're too relevant now. We, we've moved to the other side of the tracks. We, 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 we're not that way anymore. We're all proper. We're sophisticated. We, we're, we're professional entertainers now. We, 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 we're going to be relevant and we're going to move and flow. And, and we're going to imitate the world. And, and, and we're going to give them what they want. Uh, oh, you don't need all of that anymore. But what they wasn't expecting was for somebody to build a chamber on a wall. They wasn't expecting for a prophet to sit back down uh, and to begin to look around and say, you know what? Uh, there's something lacking. There's something missing. You see, he was on the chamber of the wall in his private place. But down below, there was an old man and his wife. But there was a sound that was missing. There wasn't no baby crying. There wasn't nobody saying ouch from stepping on Legos and Hot Wheels. There, 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 there was something absent. There wasn't a cry coming forth. And he says, I know what I need to do. I need to bring about a miracle, something unexpected, because uh, I can't let this thing die. Uh, they built something. They made a place for me. Uh, listen, uh, there got to be something and someone to pass it on to. Uh, so we find uh, that he says, come, go call her. I know she said she didn't need anything, uh, but listen, there's something down in her heart. Uh, she may have not gave voice to it, uh, but there's something that she's desiring. Uh, she's desiring to hear the sound of life. And he says this to her. He said, about this time, according to the time of life, you are going to embrace a son. Immediately she said this, don't you dare lie to me. But what he was saying, he wasn't speaking to this. He wasn't speaking to this. But he was speaking to this. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that according to that time, there was a cry that began to come 
come forth. A house that had been desolate. A house that hadn't heard life. A house that was just existing. Now began to be vibrant, full of a future. Because somebody made a chamber on the wall. I come to tell somebody, let the babies cry. Let them run the aisle. I don't care. All I'm telling you is this. There is a vibrant church that is emerging in the United States of America and it doesn't have everything maybe that the world says it should have. But can I tell you, I'm not against big and I'm not against technology. But at the same time, I believe there's some little churches on the side of the road. They might only be 20. There might only be 50. There might only be 200. The number doesn't matter. But there's been some men and women that's built a chamber and there is a portal that's been reopened and in this Whitewater Valley we are not exempt from that but I come to tell you on a Friday night you better get rid of your religious spirit you better get rid of your thing that you've always done and realize that God is about to do something new and fresh and it's going to have a sound that you've not heard it may be a little messy there may be some babies throwing up on you and they might be 40 years old but they're babies in the Lord they might be a mess they might be tattooed up scarred up they might have all kinds of things with them but I come to tell you there's a generation that's about to live and you better get ready for it because there's a last day harvest that God is bringing in and you and I need to understand we're going to build something and we are going to be the repair of the breach and we are going to restore the past in which they dwell come to the music tonight I'm done I said what preaching Lord forgive me Church, it's time to awaken and rejoice for our God is about to spring forth in power and authority. I hear the cry this evening. I hear the cry of life coming up out of your family, out of your communities, as well as the nations of the world. The planting of the seed has taken root and the bringing forth is about to happen. There's some things that I've been waiting for for some time. Can I tell you? I'm believing. I'm believing. This is the season. What does it look like, preacher, when somebody makes room for him? Most of you know that my father's been very ill. When I walked into his house Sunday morning at 2 a.m. from getting off of the airplane, trying to rush to be there, and I walked in. After making peace with the Lord, that, Lord, if it's his time, I'm not going to be selfish. Then I said, Lord, I really would like to go home. And I'd like to sit by his bed and hold his hand. And I'd done mentally preparing myself walked in oh he desperately wanted to tell me something but he couldn't talk he didn't have enough air and immediately the enemy began to torment my mind I made it home last night to sleep for the first time it's a week of roller coaster last couple of days been much much better Sat by his bed at night just to make sure he kept breathing. 
night before last. Took him, laid him down in bed. Breathing better, had a little bit better day. Laid him down and he began to sleep and I just sat there and I watched my father. Wee hours of the morning in his sleep. Just kind of rolled over. Lifted his hand. Said, thank you, Jesus. Went back to sleep. A little while later, thank you, Jesus. Not moving much. Wee hours of the morning, he got up, sat on the edge of the bed. Made him just sit and talked. What a privilege. What a moment. Called and checked in this morning. I said, how'd it go last night? And my sister Doris fixed her a little pallet in the floor by his bed. She said, I just laid there and listened to him sleep. She said, around 4 o'clock in the morning, though, he got up and he wanted to talk. So she said, I just laid there after he went back and laid on the bed and laid there. And she said, I just listened to him from 4 o'clock till 7 o'clock this morning. Just began to pray and thank the Lord. Began to quote scripture after scripture after scripture. For three hours, he just kept quoting the Bible. Seven o'clock, he got up and he sat in his chair all day. I say that to say this. In the midst of his weakest hour, when he began to say, thank you, Jesus, one more time, my daddy was building a room. And because he made room for him in his weakness, in his darkness, once again, it's a principle that God cannot break. Miracle working power began to enter into his life. And a man that couldn't say a word Sunday morning is now sitting in his chair and able to talk because he made room. See, when you make room, there's always a miracle. I don't know how long the miracle will last. I understand that there's an appointed day all of us to leave this world. But that time is not yet for his appointment. Because he's still got to pray for this crazy boy of his. To keep doing what God is birthing in my heart to do. But because he made room. I'm not dressing my father at the funeral parlor this week. But I'm still enjoying his presence. I know the enemy is telling you tonight that it's over in some areas in your life. Telling you're never going to make it. You'll never be. You'll never do. i got to remind you, he is the father of all eyes. But there's a God that loved you so much that around 2,000 years ago, he let his son come and put on the form of humanity. And when it's all manner like you and I tempted, but yet did not know sin, 
And he willingly went to the cross of Calvary. And he died. And he built a place for you and I to dwell. So the enemy that's coming to your mind and telling you you can't make it, young people. The enemy that's coming and tell you, oh, it's too hard or it's too difficult or it don't really matter. You need to understand their lies. And he's trying to keep you from that place that God has for you. And just like I'm pouring into you and the leadership of this house is pouring into you, can I tell you, there is a generation in your womb that God wants you to give birth to. And you're going to have to shake this stuff off. And I'm releasing you to be a man of God and a woman of God that God's called you to be. There is nothing too hard. But I'm about to emerge from the battlefield and climb up to the mountain and hold up my hands and pass the sword to another generation in not so long in the future. You hear this preacher? There's a sword you've got to swing. There's a battle coming that isn't my battle, it's your battle. And you got to be the man of God and the woman of God that God's calling you to be. But you got to make room for Him. In these first 21 days, you begin the process of making room, but it doesn't stop tonight at midnight. You hear me? It's now time to move in the furniture and say, God, I need you to dwell right here. I don't need a visitation on Sunday. I need you to walk with me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. There's a miracle in your future. I know you're battling. And I know this demonic pandemic from the pits of hell that was created to bring disruption and to attack the church has disrupted your lives, your plans. And I come to tell you, God is about to turn it around for the one that has made room for him. And there is a miracle coming. You're about to walk in favor. God is going to make men favor you. You're going to have open doors. You need to get rid of the anxiousness. You need to shake off the spirit of fear. Right now, if you'll trust God, God's about to make a way in the wilderness. And there's about to be a stream in the desert. And you're going to drink from it. And God's going to let you flourish. There's a generation in the church that's getting ready to be a watered garden. And that generation is your generation. But you're going to have to trust God. You singing a song ain't the answer. You coming and sitting on the front row and taking notes isn't the answer. Listen, those things are good, but you're going to have to make room for him, and you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to pursue him with all your might, all your heart. And if you do that, God is getting ready to do something astronomical in your life. I want you to stand all over the building with me tonight. I took too long, but. Take your elbows like this. Just kind of gently push your neighbors and say, listen, you got to make room. 
Come on, do it. Do it. Come on, get free tonight. Say, you got to do it. Say, you got to make room because my miracle's coming. Come on. That's right, Jackson. Your miracle's coming. That's right. He's the only one that's with me tonight. Just keep, see, he's even moving his arms around. Some of you can learn from that. Come here, buddy. Help Papa preach just for a moment. Hey, look at this. Let's show him. Let's show him. A mighty man of God. A mighty man of God. Come on. Yeah, move those arms again. Now, look. Here, so you got to make room. Make room for my miracle. Make room for my miracle. Look, what am I talking about? What I'm talking about is a generation. You see, when you heard his voice over there, what did it do? Did it put a smile on your face? Why? It's because there was a sound of life in the room. Uh, Listen, God's about to bring life uh, into the room of your life. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give God praise uh, for what he's about to do in your life uh, and in your family, uh, in your career, uh, in everything that God's called you to do. Because can I tell you tonight, uh, there is a miracle coming. Give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Right here's a miracle. Those two create something this beautiful, this loving. Lord, help us. Why do you want it so bad, preacher? Because of this right here. I don't want him to experience religion. Oh, no. I want him to experience Jesus. I want him to experience the miracle working power. I want him to experience signs and wonders. a miracle in the room there's a miracle in the room there's a miracle in the room sister Sharon don't let the enemy steal your miracle Brother Brian, don't let the enemy steal your miracle. Sister Becky, don't let the enemy steal your miracle. It may come in infancy, but it's going to begin to grow. Maybe you don't see it just yet. But when I see this little guy, I see the mighty man of God. Oh, I know he's in his infancy. And I know you haven't heard him say Paul just yet. But that will be his first word. But there is power in this vessel. There is a voice to the nations in this vessel. There's a miracle 
Eisfässer. See, these hands, healing, I'm going to flow through these hands. You've not heard his vocabulary yet. There's words of truth and proclamation. That's right. It's going to come forth out of him. He's going to slay the devil. That's right. And he is going to turn a world upside down because of what's getting ready to be birthed in this house and what he's going to be raised under. It's not religion, but it's the last day book of Acts anointing that's not going to just touch his mind but touch his heart where he cannot but serve the Lord and give himself wholly to it. And I speak the same over your children and over your grandchildren and the same over this generation. Tonight as they begin to worship, here's what I want you to do. I want you to step from your seat and I want you to find a place stand around the front of this building. And I want you to begin to say, God, I'm claiming my miracle. I'm making room for you. And I am positioning myself to receive. Here's the deal. Right now, I believe he's calling us to the door. He's calling us to the door. I'm no Elisha, but I serve the same God of Elisha. And Elisha said, come to the door. I'm saying, come to the door. Come to the door. Come to the door. God says, right now, I'm putting something in you. And there's about to be a cry in the house again. Won't you come as they minister in song? Let's take a few moments just love on Jesus tonight. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you can take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.